Hello and thanks for joining us once again for the Inspire, Create and Shine podcast, where we discuss life, love, literature and the arts from a Christian perspective. This is your host, Melanie D from MelanieDTheAuthor.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. Hey, y'all, it's Melanie. I hope you all are having a great day today. I just wanted to pop in and do an, a quick little podcast. I hope I hope it's going to be kind of quick because I've been a little long-winded lately. So we'll see how this goes today. Anyway, my topic for today is on the love languages. You may have heard of the book and now the cultural phenomenon, the quiz and everything on the five love languages that was discovered or developed. It was introduced by Dr. Gary Chapman. He is a um, pastor. I think he's a couples counselor. He was basically counseling a lot of people over his 20 year career. At the time before the book um, was published and he noticed a pattern where couples who were having relationship issues were not seeing eye to eye. And it, it generally had to do with the fact that the wife um, saw things one way, the husband saw things another way. What the wife perceived as love and what she needed from her husband, he she wasn't getting and vice versa. Somebody wasn't hearing the other person quite right. They weren't really hearing the heart cry or the soul or the spirit of what their spouse was truly trying to convey and they're trying to love their spouse the way they would like to receive love and vice versa and it's just not working and so it was like some kind of disconnect um i had a conversation with a friend of mine uh not too long ago and they were telling me um, about some issues they were having, relationship issues. And I'm like, okay, thinking to myself, okay, I'm not really a counselor, but I guess you just, sometimes you just need somebody to talk to and kind of um, voice your concerns and just see what somebody else would think, what somebody else's opinion is, or, you know, what, what, just looking for help or some other kind of resource. And so I'm a listening ear. I don't mind listening um, to stuff when you're, you know, you have something you want to get off your chest. I like to think of myself as a good listener because I love that's one of the things that I really love. I want people to listen when I'm talking to them. Um, that's a big, strong point for me. So they were telling me some stuff that was going on in their relationship. And I'm just listening. And it dawned on me the same thing. Sometimes communication is so important. Communication is big. Because a lot of times we assume that our spouse or our significant other, our significant other knows what we want like oh you've known me long enough you should know by now how i am you should know what i what i want and what i don't want what i like and what i don't like but the fact of, the fact of the matter though is that unless you voice your concerns to someone they are uh, oftentimes not sure what you really want um then there are those you can tell multiple times how you feel and it's like for whatever reason they choose not to hear you it's like you've told them that you know this is what I like what I don't like this is what I need what I don't need this is you know this I know you love me but 
you're not quite understanding. I need this from you. And then keep this in mind. Everyone does not have the same heart as you. You know, everybody doesn't think like you. Everybody doesn't see things the same way as you. Um, and okay, in essence, people are different. And so you need to find out what makes a person tick in order to please them. I mean, look, if you think about it from even a biblical perspective, God himself says in his word that without faith, it's impossible to please him. Uh, So it's safe to say that faith is definitely one of God's main love languages. So even God has ways that get his attention more so than just, you know, saying, I love you, God. I love you. I love you. I love you. When you're not really showing him. So in the same way, your loved ones want you to show them that you love them by doing the things that that mean that represent love to them. Um, I've posed the question before in a past uh, podcast episode, even in my book, I asked, what is love to you? Uh, frankly, because what I perceive as love may be something altogether different to you, or at least the ways I express love may be something totally different. And if they truly love you, they're going to be willing to try to at least do some of those things to please you and to make you feel more loved and to be more loved. You know, the five love languages, I'm going to break that down real fast in a minute. But just to give you an idea, if you're someone who you know money is not a big deal to you of course we all need money to survive and live and thrive or whatever so it is necessary but if you're not big on gifts and all that kind of stuff and your and your boo is like they balling and they just trying to shower you with gifts okay that's nice and all well and good and everything but to, to that woman maybe she likes those things but that's not what she really needs from you so maybe that that woman needs um needs you to support her in her dreams, support her in her um, her goals. Um, you know, tell her when you're proud of her. When she does something good, tell her. Um, if she's looking beautiful, she needs to hear that from her from her from her boo. You know, if she's doing um, even if she's not doing so well, um, encourage her. You know, lift her up. Maybe that's what she needs more so than the money and the bling and all those things that you keep trying to shower her with. So it's like you trying to do it your way and use what you think you have and you're not really hearing it. That's not the main thing she needs. You know, who doesn't want to live a better life and have finer things? That's, that's, that is a want, but that may not be a need, okay? When you um, have a certain love language, that's the way you like to receive love. So someone can be doing, doing, showering you with all kinds of love and it's not quite the type of, it's, it's not that, that the love is not real that you're giving them and it's not that they can't feel something from you, but it's like you're not quite connecting with that person. Like they need something different from you. So like you can say if I don't like music and you're singing, you're, you're up there singing, singing me all kinds of ballads and you're serenading me every night with music and I'm not really into music. That would be like somebody scratching, scratching a chalkboard in my ears. You know, that's not romantic to me. That's not turning me on. That's not something that I love. That's not helpful to me. Whereas I might at physical touch is my love language. What if that was my love language? So I'm like, if you hold my hand, if you kiss me, you know, physical touch, um, 
hand on my knee or anything like that. If that's something that I needed from my boo, from my husband, from my spouse, from my significant other, then you would understand what the disconnect is. So that's the concept behind the five love languages. It's when you identify what your love language is and what the love language of your significant other is or your spouse or anyone in your life, then you're better able to know how to love them the way that they need to, to be loved. And so the five love languages, Dr. Gary Chapman wrote this book, as I said, it's a bestseller, bestseller, international bestseller, worldwide bestseller, it sold over 20 million plus copies around the world. It's been translated to at least 50 languages. Um, there's a whole series now. It started with one book, it's several different books in the series now. Um, is recognized around the world as a revelatory teaching that has helped so many couples. It's even helped me to understand some things better as far as um, needing to give people what they need in order for them to feel loved by me. And that's actually how the book teaches you. After you take the quiz, it, it like um, helps you to identify what your primary is and then your secondary. So I'm gonna give you a, a quick breakdown of what those five um, love languages entail in a nutshell. This is actually data um, collected from the, um, the website of Dr. Chapman on the five love languages. Those five trademarked love languages are uh, words, of words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, gifts, giving gifts and physical touch. If words of affirmation is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. Hearing words like I love you are important. Hearing the reasons behind that love sends your spirits skyward. Insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgotten. You thrive on hearing kind and encouraging words that build you up. Okay, acts of service. Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on an acts of service person will speak volumes. The words he or she most wants to hear are stuff like, let me do that for you. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tells speakers of this language their feelings don't matter. When others serve you out of love and not obligation, you feel truly valued and loved. So if that sounds like you, then your love language is likely acts of service. Now these are general generalizations to really find out what your love language is. They suggest that you go to the website um, and take the quiz. So you can look online for the five love languages quiz to see what your primary love language is. Dr. Chapman says that you normally have two primary. The first, the, the top one is your main one. The second one is like your secondary, your, your second go-to. Some people say that they, they actually desire them all, but they're still um, dominant ones that are more, uh, more obvious or a stronger uh, desire than the others. Okay, moving right along, uh, quality time. In quality time, nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. Being there for this type of person is critical, but really being there with the TV off, fork and knife down and all chores and tasks on standby makes you feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed activities or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. Whether it's spending uninterrupted time talking with someone 
or doing activities together, you deepen your connection with others through sharing time. I think we all can relate to that one. Number four, and these are in no particular order, I'm just reading them off, um, receiving gifts. Don't mistake this love language for materialism. The receiver of gifts thrives on the love, thoughtfulness, and effort behind the gift. If you speak this language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for, and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring the gift to you. A missed birthday or a hasty, thoughtless gift would be disastrous. So with the absence of everyday gestures, gifts are heartfelt symbols to you of someone else's love and affection for you. And the final one in the list is physical touch. A person whose primary language is physical touch is not surprisingly very touchy. Hugs, pats on the back, and thoughtful touches on the arm, they can all be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. Physical presence and accessibility are crucial, while neglect or abuse can be unforgivable and destructive. Appropriate and timely touches communicate warmth, safety, and love to you. Now note, these are love languages, but those love languages are broad and there are sometimes a, an individual asks something specific, still in keeping with their love language, but you have to listen to the specifics, specifics as well. Say if my, if my love language was receiving gifts, for example, and you know, I love getting gifts, but there are certain types of things that I like specifically. <clears throat> there was this film I watched, I'm not going to name because it's, it's a little dramatic and not the best thing to highlight. But there was a scene where um, the wife, she had become used to receiving lavish gifts from her husband. And so uh, she had asked him for a specific type of jewelry for a special occasion or um, holiday that was coming up. And he had it. He he had the money, he had the access and everything to get exactly what she wanted. But he chose, when he went there, he chose to get the piece of jewelry that he liked. And so he presents her. Um, I think it was Christmas time. He presents her with this gift, and she's all excited, thinking she's gonna open it up. She just knows he got her what she wanted. She opens it up, and it's a beautiful. Uh, piece of jewelry or whatever but it wasn't what she wanted so even though it was a gift and that's her apparently was had become her love language it wasn't the jewelry that she had asked for and so it was not received favorably she knows he just chose to exert his own will and his own desires over top of hers and so actually it didn't go so well she got really upset so that's another example of listening to specifics within that love language but hearing them really listening to what your loved ones are saying if they're saying they don't like something if they're saying they do like something and they love something and they need something in particular from you they need your support they need your love they need your presence they need your and I, when I say presence I mean your physical presence as well as they may need um, material presence if that's their love language or they may need what's the other thing words of affirmation they may need to hear 
positive uh, affirmations to affirm them, to encourage and uplift them. So there are all types of ways you can, um, you know, express that person's love language back to them. But if that's what they need, then as their loved one, as the person that they trust, as the person that they look to, and they're trying to give you love in return, why would you not give them what they're asking you? Don't just do what you feel is right for them, what you feel they should have, what you feel they might like, what you feel they might love, what you feel they might need, unless you just don't know. But if they're communicating this to you, that this is their love language, this is what they need, this is what they need you not to do, and that makes life better and happier and more joyful and more peaceful and more alive for you, then why would you not do that? Okay, so let's keep that in mind as we go forward. Whether you want to incorporate these new love languages or not, if you want to make it an even seven, if you want to make it five love languages, we want to keep the original five. If you want to make it all seven, if we just want to expand our understanding of one another, the bottom line is that we communicate. The bottom line is that we listen. Don't just talk or listen to answer, but listen to understand let me say that again because that's a quote by somebody i'm probably saying it a little wrong a little differently but it's basically the same thing don't just listen to respond but listen to understand so really hear what people are saying and make sure your motives are correct make sure you're doing it for the right reasons don't abuse that love if someone shows that they love you and they trust you don't abuse that don't abuse it don't make them you know try to make them like putty in your hands or exert some kind of control over them or some kind of manipulation over them because you know they love you and because you know they have you have uh, they have your heart i'm sorry you have their heart or whatever treat them with care treat that heart with care they have trusted you with their heart they have trusted you um, to allow you access to them, to allow you in their space, to allow you um, in their world. Now, let me move a little further. The point of me bringing this up today is because, what is it? That was The book was written in 1992. This is now over 30 years later and the book is still making ways relationships are still being helped by this this simple teaching yet and still there are a there is a new generation now of couples that are dating or seeking lasting and loving relationships and it's like this new generation has decided that those five love languages are not all-encompassing that there are other uh, aspects of love that were not included in the original five and so two additional love languages have been proposed I believe just this year 2023 and um, to me those love languages kind of are like sub sub areas or subcategories of the original five um, they are called shared experiences that's one and the second one is emotional security 
to me, the two new love languages actually um, are very similar to a couple of the ones that already exist. So somebody else may say, well, they're not really new love languages because they really just piggybacking off what already exists. And there's some truth to that. I think these new ones go a little deeper maybe. That's why they wanted to have a whole different, uh, <clears throat> uh, wanted to have two whole different categories or whatever. Apparently, and I looked, I looked this up too to see if Dr. Gary Chapman was behind this. He's not the professional that came up with these two new ones. I have not heard anything about whether he's on board or in agreement, but it seems that quite a few people um, also identify with these two new love languages as well. So, but let me explain um, the breakdown of what led them to make these new discoveries or led them to try to incorporate some new love languages into the original five to make a complete set of seven in the dating world particularly this is how this is my understanding of how it came about um you know there are dating sites out there like eHarmony Christian Mingle different ones like that um and they periodically will take polls singles on there trying to find their mate and so they do a lot of quizzes and polls and things like that to try to discover um who fits the profile and who who is the best match for them and so apparently the question was asked or posed if they discovered their love language from the five love languages and supposedly 46% and that's a huge number to me but think about this everybody's not on these dating sites you know a lot of people out here are single but they're not on dating sites then some people are married and they're not on the dating sites so that's not very inclusive of of the global population of people so just trying to put this in perspective these dating sites are huge now there are millions of people that that, that go to date, dating sites so it does have some some weight the population of the world however is in the billions we have about seven or eight billion people in the world right now and these dating sites are only a few million and we're talking about 46 percent apparently of the people that frequent these dating sites have said that their love language was not included in the five that Dr. Gary Chapman introduced. Now, his book, like I said, was written in 1992. It's been out for over 30 years and has been hugely successful. A lot of people identify with them, including myself. I know it's revolutionary. It, it opened my eyes in a lot of ways, so it does work. A lot of couples have come together and come to understand each other better better they've come to understand what they were doing wrong and was able to fix their problem if you pay attention if you hear something and you apply it correctly you can see good results but you have to have somebody that's willing to do the work because a, a relationship takes two people both of you have to be willing to work at it and see what the problem is what the issue is and then like if they know their spouse wants this and the other one knows their spouse wants that, they have to be willing to do what that person is requesting within reason, okay? It's it's the least you can do to show that you love somebody, right? The poll that eHarmony e and some of these other dating sites did apparently found that 46% um, of adults 
express their, that their way of receiving and expressing love was not included. So um, some of them also suggested that their love language has changed in the past few years. Now, I just did this test again recently. So I said, I wonder have I changed? Because I think, I think that my, some things about me have changed um, in the past few years. You know, and then I'm older now, so of course I would think the changes that your life undergoes and just the fact that you're getting older that maybe your love language would change. And I, so I did the, the quiz again recently, the, the original five love languages quiz, and guess what? I got the same results that I got years ago when I first took the test, and that surprised me. I'm shocked because I'm different in a lot of ways than I was way back then, but nevertheless, my heart's cry is still the same. That amazes me. Okay, so to hear these people say that their love language has changed in a few years, that surprises me. But if that's what they say, then that's their reality and their truth. Okay, immediately when I heard how uh, heard about shared experiences, I immediately thought of quality time. Because as I said, quality time is someone who likes to spend time with their significant other. They don't have to be doing anything, just being in their presence. Undivided attention with your loved one. So someone whose love language is now considered uh, shared experiences. It's like you're, you're opening up or creating experiences with this person that you love so rather than just hanging out somewhere at home or just chilling not necessarily doing anything together just being in each other's space you're actually intent on creating memorable experiences together so you go out and explore um, new activities do things you've never done before um, take pictures and go places bond in new areas, bond um, in new atmospheres, bond over doing something for the first time with this person. So unlike quality time, you actually want to be doing something together. Don't just be around me, let's do something. The second one is emotional security. Emotional security is basically having a partner or a friend or a loved one who you are comfortable with, you trust enough, and you're okay with being vulnerable around them. You feel safe in their presence. You feel like you could tell them anything and know that they won't spread it around. They won't bear your secrets. You can tell them your deepest, deepest darkest fears, your deepest, darkest secrets, your, um, what makes you cry, um, what really makes you you, and you can feel totally at peace telling your fears, your dreams, your, um, your desires. It's like a no judgment zone, and you feel totally accepted by them. You don't have to put on airs. You can be the real you in their presence. You can literally get naked literally and figuratively get naked in front of them without shame and you're totally comfortable with them and they're comfortable with you 
that's the best feeling in the world. So that's the other love language, emotional security. They say these are signs that emotional security may be your love language. Um, if you tend to wear your heart on your sleeve, so you're very vulnerable, you tend to be like that naturally. Um, you don't mind having those um, deep, scary, and tough conversations. You don't mind that. Um, you don't mind being an open book or you want to be an open book. Um, you, you think deeply and you are a curious listener. Um, you feel closest when your partner is sharing their vulnerable space where their fears, their dreams, their desires, uh, you know, what their past was like, who, you know, what their past life was like before they met you. You like to ask a lot of questions. You always want to know the whys behind someone. Why do they do what they do? Not just you don't just look at what someone does you you like to know why they do what they do so you have this curiosity think think pillow talk think pillow talk think someone who you can just talk and talk and talk to this person knowing they're here not just letting you talk and ramble off but they're really listening and engaging with you if you don't have to worry about if if y'all were to ever be angry at each other or at odds at each other, they're not gonna bear your what you just told them in confidence to the world. They're not gonna save save down the road you you were to break up. You don't have to worry about them bearing your secrets and stuff to the world. You know what I'm saying? They're they're just someone who you know there's this strong bond. You know that you are safe with them, emotionally safe with them. Wow, that is a rare thing to have where you're totally um, comfortable in that manner. So if you find somebody like that, that's an awesome and a rare jewel in your life. Allow people to move at their own pace. If they're not directly communicating something to you, pay attention to their movements, pay attention to their actions. If there's something they're not doing, there's a reason behind that. If there's something they are doing, there's a reason behind that. You know, some things they're communicating to you, it's a matter of you listening, it's a matter of you hearing, it's a matter of you um, respecting their wishes, respecting where they are at that particular time that you are communicating. Depending on their stress level or what they're dealing with or what they're handling, how many things they're juggling with, sometimes you just have to give people time and space to do what it is that you're requesting or to make positive changes or to make some kind of change. But putting additional pressure and putting additional stress and not hearing them out and disrespecting what they're saying to you is not gonna make it happen any quicker. It's not gonna make things work in your favor. It might have the exact opposite effect. So be willing to maybe inconvenience yourself for a little while or maybe to not get instant results or instant feedback or instant change or instant whatever you're after uh, at that time give people time give people space and just do what you know to do do what you know to do until things change for the better like if you know what their love language is and you know what has worked in the past because that's what you've done that will 
you know, it's positive reinforcement for what they're telling you that they need. Just do that for a while. And eventually that love will penetrate. That love will get through if you just continue doing that and vice versa. Um, if you're not getting what you need, talk about it. Tell them and then just give them more of what they need. It's a it's a two way street. So we got to like feel feel the other out, you know, look for signs, listen to what they're saying and do the best that we can because we're all human we ain't gonna always get it 100 percent right and there's some things that go beyond the love languages but the love languages are things that i found that do work um if you really give somebody what they need you'd be surprised what somebody needs <laughs> it could be simple it don't have to cost a lot you don't have to always do a lot but listen y'all Listen to what the people are saying. Listen to what their heart is saying to you. They're crying out with their heart. Pay attention. I know we are not God. We can't read the heart. But people oftentimes speak what their heart is feeling. The Bible even says it. Uh, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if people are saying something over and over and over and over again, Pay attention. Listen. They're not saying that for, for their health. They're saying it because it matters to them. The two new love languages that have been proposed are things that every relationship needs. I do see them both as things that would greatly benefit any relationship, new or for the long term. Because who doesn't want to try new things? I mean, that keeps the relationship fresh and fun and active. And then who doesn't want to feel safe and comfortable enough to, to be open with their significant other and want someone that they can trust at a deeper level? So to me, that's just, um, that goes with the territory of being with a partner in the first place. You want people you can trust, you want people you can love, you want people you can. Um, have fun with and try new things with. According to eHarmony relationship expert Laurel House, her name is Laurel House, she shared that um, the two love languages are rooted in connection. And this is her words exactly. As far as um, shared experience, she said whether it's an adventure, scary, funny, spiritual, or relaxing experience, individuals create emotional bonds to one another, to one another that enrich the experience itself as well as the relationship with the other. She says, um, as it pertains to emotional security, she refers to, quote, people wanting to feel emotionally seen and cared for by their partner. We want to be with someone who makes us feel safe, secure, and acknowledged in this new, more authentic and vulnerable space. So that's it in a nutshell. If you didn't understand my little explanations, she, she broke it down very clearly. Um, and they're thinking that this is going to take over in 2023. And um, I'm hearing people talk about this very stuff right now, where they need more emotional security, where they need uh, more shared experiences, um, fresh new things to do together and ways to explore the world and to explore life together, explore culture, explore whatever. So. Think about it. Think about the new languages that I've um, shared with you today. Um, it'd be nice to know what your take is. 
Do you think that you identify more so with the new love languages or with the original five? Or do you think it makes it 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 makes it a nice complete set of seven? Alright, so I'm gonna end there. I hope I've said something that has touched and scared encouraged, inspired somebody today. I love you all. I'm not just saying these words that I'm saying to encourage you because I really want y'all to be uplifted. I really want y'all to be inspired. I really want the people in my space and that hear me, they really hear what I'm saying through these podcasts. I'm not just saying this stuff for my health. I'm really not. I don't have time to be just talking just to be talking. I'm not trying to hear myself. <laughs> I'm not trying to just hear my own voice. I'm saying this. This is a ministry. This is a word to encourage and uplift and transform and help people. The way some of the stuff has helped me. Sometimes it has helped me. Sometimes I'm ministering back to myself while I'm ministering to you. I know it's just like I'm just talking to you and I'm just like having a little conversation with you. But I'm sharing my heart. I'm sharing what was given to me. I'm sharing what's given to me by inspiration. I'm sharing some of the things that I've learned. I'm sharing some of the things that I've discovered, what people have told me, what I've seen that works. Then I'm trying to get feedback from you because I'm always learning from you as you learn from me because we're all a part of this family together, this world. We're all connected in some way. And so what I say affects you, what you say affects me. So it behooves us to, to be positive to put positive energy out into the world. That's what's gonna help lift this world from the low places. We don't wanna see people low and down and out and depressed and hurting and alone and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. We wanna see people uplifted. We wanna see people part of community. We wanna see people embraced. We wanna see people healed and whole and doing well and happy and joyful and all of those things, don't you? So when I say these things, I'm truly wishing you all well and wishing you all the best all right till next time have a beautiful blessed and productive day talk to you again soon bye-bye if you'd like to be featured on this podcast please hit me up at melanie d the author at yahoo.com that's melanie d the letter d the author at yahoo.com or on my website at www.melaniedtheauthor.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful and blessed day.